0: Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Well, hello, welcome to Global Church Online. If you haven't met me, my name's Matt along with my wife Nicola and our little girl Grace we're a part of Global Church York we have been for about I don't know 10 years we grew up a couple of hours away in Lancashire and moved over to be part of church here and we absolutely love it I work in marketing Nick works for the NHS and and Grace just goes to nursery and loves it so today I'm buzzing to be able to speak to you online. It's my first go so don't judge me too harshly but I promise you that today if you implement what I'm going to say to you it will change your life and every bit of confidence I have comes not from the fact that I've mastered what I'm going to talk about today but that the truth that I'm pulling it from comes from the Bible and it is perfect truth. It's God's perfect plan for your life so let's jump in. There's a transformation that every single one of us desires. We start a nervous wreck. Scared, anxious about what the future holds, not sure about the next steps to take in our life, not sure how everything's going to work out or how we're going to get there, wherever there is. And we want to move from that and to being the kind of person who has nerves of steel, that kind of person who can just take on anything, not knowing 100% what the future holds, not knowing how they're going to get there or what tomorrow's even going to look like, but completely calm and at peace, stepping in to it because they know who's in control. We all seek the key to peace. It's that peace on the inside and we search all over the place in books, songs, movies, holidays, city breaks, an end to COVID, a bank balance, a promotion, a business, a perfect property or a perfect body. The bad news is there isn't a single version of any of those things that will ever deliver the kind of long lasting peace that's gonna sustain our souls through everything that life throws at us. That's the bad news. But the good news is that there's something that will. And today you're gonna walk away with that thing. I guarantee it. I promise you. If you listen to the end of this, right till the end of this talk this morning, or whenever you're watching, I guarantee you're going to walk away with a key that will unlock peace that will last through whatever you're walking through and whatever you're going to walk through. The choice though is whether you want to implement it. The choice is whether you want to take that key and go for it, but that's your choice. So I'm going to, I'm gonna unpack it, but before we get there, I wanna tell you a little story. And it's a little story about a big place called New York City, the concrete jungle, the Big Apple, the city that never sleeps. Now, New York City was the top of my bucket list of places to go. I've been a few places in the world. I've traveled down to South Africa and over to Russia. I've done loads of different places in Europe, but the one place I always wanted to go was New York. So a few years back, myself and Nick, before we had Grace, We booked it, we packed our bags, we mustered together as much money as we possibly could to blow whilst we were there, and we got on an aeroplane and we jetted off to New York. We landed in JFK, we got through customs, grabbed our bags, got on the bus to Manhattan and waited to watch that famous skyline come into view. And upon arriving, we got there with the seemingly simple task of just finding our hotel. The bus had dropped us in Manhattan. The hotel was in Manhattan. How difficult could it be? Easy. It's easy, right? You just find the hotel until you look up and recognise just how big the buildings are around you. And then you look around and see thousands of people moving at a pace that you never thought was humanly possible around a busy city. Then you start listening and you hear the traffic, this sound of this urban metropolis that never stops. And that movement around it starts to erode the excitement and replace it with anxiety and fear. I'm in a new place, I don't know where I am, I don't know how I'm gonna get there, where's the hotel, I don't know, how on earth am I gonna get there? So you join in, right? That's the natural thing to do, you join in. You start moving, walking, striving, walking up blocks, down avenues, desperately try to appear like you're not that person who has no idea where you are. Even though you're carrying a suitcase, you wanna at least make yourself feel like other people who are not actually watching, but you think they are watching, Hopefully they assume that you're not like first-time tourists, but you're a natural, you've been here a hundred times. You give yourself 10-second previews of a paper map in the back of a guide that means absolutely nothing to you, all the while dragging your wife through a territory which is totally unknown, with no idea how you're going to get there, but desperately trying to convince her and yourself that it's going to happen. And then you're just forced to stop, to be still to wait a minute, to take stock of where you are and where you're heading. Enjoy the journey through these streets that you've dreamed of walking towards and slowly but surely make your way there to the hotel. Now, isn't that just like life? Isn't that just like what we all go through all of the time? We have a dream, a thing that we're chasing, a place that we've always wanted to end up, a destination, a dream that we've always wanted to get to. But along the way, you hit a point where the excitement of trying to get there starts to crumble and anxiety, fear, worry, doubt, it starts to seep in. And you realise that you've got no idea what you're doing and no idea how you're going to get to where you're going to get to so if you're anything like me this is what you do you panic you start to move frantically striving towards things clutching or whatever you think the next best answer might be you hope for the best because once you get there wherever there is the peace and calm will return and everything will be all right you resent the journey because you think that's the cause of the chaos that you're feeling on the inside you're just so desperate Get to the destination. Now, at best, we get to it, whatever it is, and we might be a bit battered and bruised because of the journey along the way, but we get there and we love it, and the nerves settle. But at worst, the fear of the journey, the fear of stepping out, the fear of the unknown prevents us from ever even trying to get hold of the awesomeness that God has got lined up for every single one of us. Because if we're all honest, We'd rather be in control of what we have right now than being out of control in order to get the new thing that God's got in our life. The great news is that it does not have to be this way. Now, like I said at the beginning, I can confidently speak today, not because I've got it mastered. If you're listening, feeling like, oh, man, I'm a serial worrier. I'm a fear monger. I'm always feeling that I'm a nervous wreck. I'm going to get real punched about by this message this morning. This one is going to hurt. Know that I am in that seat with you today. I am that man. I am that person who overanalyzes, thinks about everything, worries, fears, doubts most of the time. But like I said, I can speak confidently because the authority that I'm speaking from today comes from God's perfect plan for my life and from your life. And I know that when I've implemented this key, when I've taken it. And used it to oppose the anxiety that's trying to get inside of me or the fear that's trying to wrap my mind. I know that it's worked every single time. So I won't keep you waiting any longer. Do you want to know what it is? It's real simple. It's just eight words. I don't know why eight took me so long. Eight simple words and they're found in Psalm 46 verse 10 in the Bible. They're going to come up on the screen so you can read along. It says this, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. That's it. The big reveal, the hidden secret to the peace that you're longing for. There's a three-point plan within those eight words. And I love that because I love a three-point plan. There's a three-point plan to stop in the anxiety that's robbing you of stepping out and taking hold of what God's got for your life within those eight simple words. Be still and know that I am God. Let's break it down. Key number one, be still. Now, for anyone who knows me, anyone who's known me for any longer than five minutes. It will not surprise you that at the end of every single school report that I ever received, there was two things that were written about me. Mostly positive, but there was two things. Matthew needs to learn to sit still, and shut his mouth. And that has not stopped yet. I'm 32, getting on 33, and I still cannot sit still. You might have noticed I'm fairly animated, and this isn't even half of what I would be doing if you were sat in the room live. I do not sit still. I will always choose the city over the beach. I will always choose to stand in the crowd at a music gig rather than be seated up at the top. I will always choose action over relaxation. The unfortunate thing is that that translates into how I do life. The more I strive for things, the more movement I try and force The more I think that peace and peace and rest will come into my life. The more I can do, the more I can try, the more I can attempt, the more I can aim to sort and solve myself. Surely that equals productivity and therefore moving forward towards what, what God's got for me. But it never does. It might get me closer to it, but it never solves the problem on the inside, which is that worry, that doubt, that fear, that anxiety. That just grows because there's never enough that I can do. There's never enough movement. There's never enough things that I can try and saw. There's never enough to-do list things in my pad that I can cross off in a day to put me at peace. And it's because we're supposed to operate from a place of peace, not towards a place of peace. Some of you know my mate Sam Ross, he came out with an amazing line recently that blew my mind is that we're supposed to work from a place of rest, not for a place of rest. And I know I'm in that second camp. I work and work and work and churn it and churn it and churn it, desperate to get to the point where I can rest rather than implementing key number one be still. And then going from that point. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating laziness or inactivity. I believe that God wants you to strike out. He wants you to try and grab hold of the new. He wants all of us to try and move towards what he's got lined up for us, but from a spirit of stillness on the inside. It's the key, because when you are still, that's when you find that, you know, that he is God. It's in the frantic state of hurry that I forget that he is God in my life. In fact, in that frantic state of hurry, trying to fix everything, trying to be productive so that that feeling of anxiety and worry goes, that I forget that he is God and actually try and put myself in that seat. And I'm sure if you're watching today, you'll agree that maybe you're the same. But it's vital that if you want to know that he is God, and I mean like, no, no. Not like, yeah, I know, I know. Like, really know that He's God in your life. You've got to do it from a place that from taking time to be still every so often. How does it look? there's the obvious. It's time to read your Bible, time to worship, time to pray, time to reflect on what he's done and what he's doing in your life. But then there's the less obvious but powerful things that you can do to feel that stillness on the inside that leads to knowing that he is God schedule your time sleep turn off notifications don't go on social media stop complaining about everything have a meal that isn't just nutrition to get you to your next task talk to someone like actually talk to them not like through them talk to them go to connect come to church exercise drive the speed limit on purpose or even under it do whatever you can In in your day-to-day to practice the art of being still. Whatever it does that slows you down and allows you to get refreshed and recharged and remind yourself that you're not in control. We'll get to that in a little bit. That is what kills the anxiety that's robbing your peace and robbing the power and potential that you have to actually move forward. Key two... And no, let me take you back to the streets of New York City just one more time. So initially when I got off the bus, like I said, I operated on a few things to try and get where I wanted to go. Those few things sounded a little bit like this. I think it's just up this block. I feel like we're nearly there. I'm hoping it's just round the corner now. It looks like it's this way. And none of them got me where I wanted to be. In fact, they just increased the feeling of unease because when it wasn't just up the block or around the corner or it wasn't, you know, we weren't nearly there. All that unease and uncertainty came. None of those things brought me any comfort whatsoever. What did was when I eventually surrendered, pulled out my phone, opened up Google Maps, typed in the zip code and suddenly I could say, I know. I know it's just up the block. I know that we're nearly there. I know it's just round the corner. I know that it's this way. When I stopped going off my thoughts and my feelings and started going off something that could bring actual knowledge and certainty, the anxiety and the fear of the unknown and the journey disappeared and confidence returned. And suddenly I could look down and go, Wow, we're only a five-minute walk away. That's the Empire State Building. We're only three minutes away. That's the Chrysler Building. Times Square is just up there, and we got excited about the journey. Again, more good news. I feel like all I'm doing is giving you good news this morning. Most of us have that for our life on our phone. Or if not, it's on a bookcase at home, probably gathering a bit of dust. And it's called God's Word. It's called... The Bible. Often when I find myself in that place of anxiety or fear or worry, it's because I've turned my relationship to God into those initial few minutes in New York. Well, I think God's like this. I feel like this is what God's up to. I'm hoping that God's going to turn up soon. It looks like I'm doing it God's way when all the time I could pull out the Bible. I could open up my phone or I could pull that book off a dusty shelf, dive in and find the calm and peace that comes from being able to say, I know God is like this. In my life, I know this is exactly what God's up to. I know this is how He works. I know this is how He's going to turn up. I know I'm confident that I'm doing it God's way. Hopefully, you're starting to see the power of the different parts of those eight words that little scripture be still and know that I am God. They're powerful in their own right. But when you start to piece them together, that's where that lightning surge into your spirit is going to come from. Because in those moments of stillness, when you carve out that time to open up your Bible or put some worship on that reminds you of who God is, or just reflect on what you actually know to be true, a promise that you've stood on that's actually worked. That's when you get that feeling on the inside that's no longer I feel or I think or maybe or just about. That feeling that erodes all the worry and doubt that comes with those statements. That feeling that is I know comes back. I'm going to be still and I'm going to know All right. Key number three. Once you have been still and you've gone to the place where you know, where you find out actually what you know about God, you will realize that he is God. That scripture says, be still and know that I am God. That is God's message to you today. And it sounds obvious, right? Like God is God. Of course he else, of course he is. Like who else could possibly be God? Obviously God is God. True. God is God. God is always God. But do I acknowledge that he is? Do I act like God is God? Do you act like God is God all the time in your life? I know I don't. <laughs> I'll be honest. Sometimes I don't acknowledge that God is God. I wouldn't, if you came and asked me, you would find out that I wouldn't be living in a way that seems like God is number one in my life, that God is God in my life. Often the root of anxiety in our life is that we've replaced God, we've we've taken him out of the number one seat in our life and put something else in there. It can be our bank balance, our home renovation, our family, our career, our business, whatever it is for you. And when they're in the number one seat, that feeling of hurry, that feeling of fear, anxiety, worry, that's when they start to creep in because they're never ever supposed to be number one. They're never supposed to be God. God is supposed to be God in your life. And when he is a peace that transcends understanding, a peace that That goes far beyond what your circumstance says you should have. What your situations dictate you should be feeling on the inside. When God's number one in your life. When you know that God is God. That peace comes in and seeps into your life. How good is that? When you take time to be still and dive into the place where you know, remember that's the Bible, God's word, you discover that God is God, that he is everything that you will ever need him to be. And so much more than that, whatever it is that you're walking through, God can be God in that situation. It's not like there's a limited number of things. He is limitless. He is everlasting. He is capable of dealing with anything that you're walking through. He'll give you the peace to get through it, the direction to get through it, and the strength to get through it as well. And he'll be with you the whole time. It's incredible. Let me finish with one story. You might remember that right at the start, before I talked about the scripture, before I talked about New York, before I talked about anything, I said that along with me and my wife, we have a little girl called Grace. And she's nearly two years old. She's amazing. Quite a few of you, I'm sure, have met her. She is a little personality on legs already. Now, our journey to becoming parents was not an easy one. It featured months and months, years in fact, of not conceiving, several miscarriages, being told that both of us had issues, that we were preventing us from conceiving together, tests, specialists, more tests, more bad news, a few more tests, operations, a few more failed attempts. Believe me, we had as much fun as we possibly could along the way, but that journey lasted about six years. And throughout most of it, I was the complete opposite type of person that I am describing to you today. I wasn't calm and still, and I wasn't acting like I knew God or that I even knew that he was God or in control. I was constantly moving, thinking, trying, aiming to make it happen. And feeling all the effects that I'm talking about today, the anxiety and worry and the longing and the thinking, if only, when will this happen? I've no idea how this is going to work until one night. And I wish this was sooner. But one night we gave in. We just had to stop. And be still. And I can remember it clear as anything. It's in, it was in this little dingy venue called the Medical Center in York. Uh, right in the city center. And after a meeting, I think it was some leadership meeting. We went up to our leader, Dave Shaw. And we said, probably in, uh, in not quite as uh, <laughs> convincing words, but we give in. We just need to stop. We need to stop being in control and know There's a God in all of this. Now, everything that we believed was telling us that there was a God in all of this, everything that we'd heard, everything that we'd memorized from being in church. But we we may have had an inclination up here that we knew that God was God. But in here, we needed to know that he was God again. And Dave prayed and he spoke out. It prophesied to us that within a year, we would hold a child. Now, at this point, we've been told it probably wasn't going to happen. Don't get your hopes up. Six years, in fact, of not having any success in that particular area. But in that moment of pausing and knowing and trusting that he was God. Now, obviously, (laughs) we all know what biology is nothing physically changed in that exact moment, but I can tell you there was a brand new peace on the inside of both of me and Nick, and a confidence that God was God, that he was in control of the situation, and that he was going to make things happen. I'll cut to the end. A year later, almost to the day, a year later, We did hold our baby, a beautiful little girl who we chose to call Grace, who brings this nonstop joy and a bit of chaos, but mostly joy, into our world. You see, when you take time to be still, In the chaos of life, in the midst of whatever you're walking through, circumstances, situations, problems, pains, whatever it is, whatever you're walking through. When you take time to be still in the midst of that chaos and search in the right place until you know that he is God, you will remember and you'll have a peace on the inside because you'll know that God is God and not just some out there ethereal God, but your God. Here are just some of the things that you'll discover about God. When you're still and you know that he is God, here are just some of the things. When you put him in that number one seat, here's what you're going to discover about your God today. That he is almighty. He is before the beginning and after the end. He is miracle working. He is all powerful, all knowing, always there and completely unchangeable. He's the king above all kings and he's your dad. He is your creator. He meets your needs in ways that you could never imagine wherever possible. He loves you more than you will ever, ever be able to understand or ever be able to love yourself. He is a constant light in dark situations, a wonderful counselor, a provider, an endless source of love, passion, energy and life. He's a giver of peace. He is always there for you. He is a healer, no matter what it is you're going through. He is a healer. He gives strength when you're weak and he brings hope when you have none. And that is just some of the things that you're going to know that God is for you if You implement these three keys that I'm giving you this morning. If you take time regularly to be still and head to the places, the right places where you know you're going to discover that that God that I just described, all of those things and more, that is your God. Now, you might not know God today. You might be watching for the first time or the thousandth. You might know, not know God today or you might not know the God that I'm talking about today. You might have an idea of who God was, but you're thinking, actually the one that guy on the screen is talking about sounds a little bit more like the kind of God I need to know in my life. You can know him personally. You can know him in the midst of whatever you're going through. There is nothing that can stop you from knowing him today. And that's because of all the things that I just listed off, God is also your savior. And here at Global, we believe that God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the behalf of every single one of us so that the broken relationship between us and the God that I've been describing this morning could be mended and we could be united again in a relationship with him. And this morning, just like every or wherever, whatever time you're watching this and wherever you are, I want to give you the opportunity to respond in this moment where you are still, in this moment when you've taken time to watch this thing. I want to give you the opportunity to know that he is your God this morning. So... Obviously if you're listening to this in the car or you're in the middle of a bus then maybe don't bow your head and close your eyes but if that's apt for where you are now then you do that and if you want to respond, if you want to respond for the first time or maybe you've responded before but you want to re-know that God, you want to restart that relationship with him and be certain that that God that I'm talking about is your God, then you can respond as well. And if that's you, I want you to just repeat this after me. You can repeat it out loud, you can repeat it in your heart. Father, in this moment of being still, I want to know that you are my God. So I accept the free gift of your salvation. I turn my back and repent on my old life and I turn around towards a relationship with you. I thank you now that you forgive me of everything, that I've, everything that's separated us before and you welcome me into a relationship with you and fill me full of your spirit so that I have a peace and a power to walk into life with you. Amen. Listen, if you responded this morning or you wanted to, there's going to be some information on the screen. In fact, there's a link in the description on the YouTube channel before. We'd love if you clicked that and got in touch with us. Just let us know that you responded because we've got some Why Jesus books and some Bibles that we'd love to mail out to you. And if you responded and someone invited you from Global Church to tune in, why don't you drop them a text or a call as well just saying, I, I responded, I want to know more, I want to check out church, I want to come to Connect because we would love to have you. And finally, If you're watching from somewhere all over the world and maybe you're searching for a church or maybe you're part of a church but you want, you've always had a dream to plant a church and something about what you've watched this morning, the worship, the lead through the word, there's something in you that thinks actually global church might be the kind of church for me then we'd love you to use that same description down below. Just click the link and let us know that you'd be interested in church planting because our team would love to get in touch and talk about a global church wherever you are all over the world. That's me done. Hopefully you're not too glad to hear that. I hope that this morning helped you and, uh, and I will see you sometime in the very near future. Thanks. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website.